Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hi there. Welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life. Today's episode 820. You know, it was not that long ago we were on 800 or 780. I was thinking 20 more to get to 800. Now that was 20 episodes ago. So here's what I want to talk to you about today. First of all, I want to ask you, your ultimate life, are you living it, yes or no? If you want help, if you want stuff that will change the game, go to yourultimatelife.ca, yourultimatelife.ca. It is a place where I'm pouring resources to give you your ultimate life. But the secret, of course, is I can't give it to you and I can't do it for you, but I can show you what I've done and others and help you get that. So what is ultimate life? Well, it's what you decide. For me, it's a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy that I create by using my life experience, my divine gifts, and the skills that I've developed. Those three things make you unstoppable. Your life experience is different than anyone else. It is full of hardship, challenge, uh, wanting to quit, getting beat down, setbacks. Perfect example. The last few days, I've rebuilt my second computer, and I have two big computers that run my business, and Joy has one upstairs that runs her part of it. But the two that I have, one's in the recording studio where I do all the music. And that's over there, and that's why I'm sort of waving that way. And the other one is the one we're working on, and I do all my coaching on this one. I do all my podcasts on it, and I create you know, all kinds of stuff on this computer. Now, the last time I upgraded this was four years ago. And so every three, usually three, sometimes four years, I'll upgrade to the latest generation processors and, you know, memory and everything else to keep it able to work quickly because rendering videos especially is time-consuming and difficult. So anyway, I did the studio one about three or four months ago. And uh, it went from ninth-gen Intel processor to 13th, so that was four generations, four years. And this one was already 10, so I waited till the 14th gen processors came out last month, and then I upgraded that, also four years, four generations. <clears throat> but I had all kinds of problems, all kinds of struggle. I bought a motherboard on eBay, uh, open box, didn't work, couldn't see the memory, problem, problem, had to spend an extra bunch of money twice what I thought I was going to save, $100 from the cost of the motherboard, to go get it diagnosed. Then I had to return that motherboard, and then I returned to memory, even though probably the memory was okay because of misdiagnosis. Then I went to Memory Express and bought another motherboard. And then in putting stuff in, I did something dumb, and I damaged some of those tiny, tiny fragile pins. And, you know, with begging, pleading, and all the rest, you know, Memory Express took it back, but a 50% restocking fee because they're going to send it back to Gigabyte to get fixed, and I had to buy another one. So that's another 200 So 200 there, 200 for the repair guy, $400 more than I wanted to spend or thought I was going to spend to upgrade this one, and a week and a half of extra time 
Wow, that was a big setback. Well, those things happen all the time. That was just money, but it was mostly time. A few hundred dollars, which is not a trivial thing, but the time was the worst. Oh, been standing on my head uh, under desks, fixing computers, putting stuff in and out, and then taking it out, putting it on the desk. You know the drill when something doesn't go right, right? Maybe you get an appliance. Maybe you buy a new TV or an old TV, or maybe you're trying to fix something, and it doesn't work, and it doesn't work. Kind of like relationships. You put all kinds of effort into it, and at the end of the day, it seems like, you know, you don't control a lot of stuff. Well, that's true. Now, if you want all the resources that I can give you, your ultimatelife.ca. Now, that's just the beginning. There's way more. That's why I've written 19 books, and I've got six more, six more books. Three next year and three in 25. Why? Because these things about how to help people live powerfully just keep coming to me. And through my own experience and working with clients, like this is what's so fun about my job is I get to work with you. I love you. You're a human being having this experience. You're a spiritual being having a human experience. What a ride. And most people go through their lives and they don't study or document the things that they learn along the way. We call it, you know, school of hard knocks. And that's just, okay, that's what we have. It's the trouble we get into. And I learned some stuff from that and we sort of be angry about it. What if you on purpose catalog, organize, and think about all that you've learned? Imagine the value you could bring to the world. Imagine the kindness and joy and love you could bring to others. Now, maybe you don't want to do that. I don't know. But we are all built to love and serve. So that was my computer drama the last two weeks. Ah, amazing. But today as I sit here, they're both done, up and running, fully changed out, fully this, that, and the other. Yeah, there's stuff to return and brokenness and extra cost. And Joy said, oh, you don't need to build those anymore. And I built more than one computer, and so I'm feeling a little, ooh, but maybe I don't. Maybe I'm not. You know, my vision isn't what it ought to be, even with the best glasses I can do. And, you know, maybe it's just time to let somebody else do that work. Okay. Today, I want to talk to you about living without limits. That's the name of today. Live without limits. Now, that phrase by itself sounds either phony or daunting or something, but it's not either, not any of those things. There's three parts to this. One, two, three. Oops. Unleash your purpose, amplify your creativity, and crush your goals. Now, maybe you don't want to have a purpose. Maybe you're just satisfied just getting up every day and getting through life a day at a time. You're free to do that. You are 100 million percent free to do that. But why? Why would you just settle for that when so much more is available? You are a beacon of light if you want to turn on the lamp. You are a vessel of love if you want to receive from the infinite and give. You are a conduit of power. You have infinite capability. But you're free to settle. You're free to settle. You're free to give in to the stuff that smashes us every day and every week and every month. And I just gave a silly example of mine. But you know what else? One of the biggest challenges, at least for me now in my, you know, more years, I'm, I'm 67. 
I'll be 68 next month, so a month from yesterday, December 10th, I'll be 68. And so I'm in the last third, right, of life, more or less. Last, Actually, I'm in the last half. I'm going to live till I'm 132. That's a story for another day. But anyway, certainly not in the front part. I notice it. I got busted stuff. I got deteriorated discs. And so I got arthritis and blah, 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 blah. But you have it too. You have health things. And maybe it's not your own. Maybe it's someone you care for. So you have all those challenges. That doesn't change who you are. You're an infinite being. You have unlimited experience. Now, maybe some of that experience has crushed the life out of you. And you feel like you've been dealt an unfair hand. You know what? You've been dealt the exact hand you needed to have for your own growth and opportunity. So have I. And you know where mine's been. Addictions and struggling and self-loathing and suicide attempts and rehab and failed relationships. And I got kids that I just dearly love that are still estranged. Why? Because they're blaming me. What I did then, all that changed 15, 16 years ago. And some of them know that. Some of them still don't believe it. And that's a choice that I can't make for them. So I, I live with those realities And what I do with that situation is I love every person that I get in contact with. And I know there will come a day when those things will resolve. And I am open and waiting and loving and sending out all the loving signals I can. And I'm telling you that about me so that you understand that every person, me, you, all of us, have stuff that feels overwhelming. Stuff that feels like I can't do this. Why me? How come? It's not fair. I'm going to be vicious and angry. At God, the creator, you know, I used to do that. And what I finally figured out, and I'm sharing it with you, I finally figured out that this 100 years that we have, or 50 or 10 or whatever it is, is a, is a micro dot. And the purpose of this 100 years is to work. Inside, outside, develop See what we can do. The purpose of this hundred years isn't to cruise. Sometimes we want to. I sure have. I used to think, first, when I started working, the first maybe 20 years of my career, 15 anyway, oh, when I make a lot of money, everything will be fine. That's not true. Because I got to a place in my career in the C-suite where I was making so much money, all I did is get in trouble with it. I never had to worry about money. I could buy anything I wanted. And you know what? There was no happiness there. Happiness doesn't buy money. It buys opportunity. It buys comforts. It buys vacations. But it doesn't buy happiness. Happiness is inside, and you know that. So in order to live without limits, first, we have to understand what our limits are. What are the limits? Because we, I used to, mistakenly assume they are those things outside of me that make me so I can't have what I want. I'm not getting paid enough. I can't find the right opportunity. I can't win at this. And it was all that out there. I'm being unfairly judged. I'm not being given the right stuff, the right chances, and blah, 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 blah. You're going to get exactly what you create. Now, that doesn't mean other people don't do whatever they do. Of course they do. I got sick. I died six years ago. I got these back problems. We all have that, different names. And I know... For me and for you, each one of us secretly believe that we have the hardest thing that any universe could ever provide and that nobody could possibly have it worse than we do. Secretly, we think that sometimes. I'll bet. 
We know it's not true because we look around the world. We've got wars in Ukraine and in Israel. We've got brutal brutality that is unfathomable where we have, we as a human race have allowed ourselves to become depraved, cruel, vicious, brutal. And we see it paraded before our eyes in ways we never could because of the internet and social media and even those that perpetrated on purpose. Hey, look at the awful crap I've done. That's who we've become. Our ability to create life depends on what we do with it because we can't control that. So sometimes in our frustration, we yell at God. I saw a TV program last night where this guy was a, you know, he was a professor and a super brilliant genius level dude, but he also is schizophrenic, paranoid, some other stuff, and he sees hallucinations and visions, and everybody knows it, and he's on med some, but he's able to understand the symptoms, and because of his capability and genius, he's useful in doing all kinds of cool stuff. But anyway, he got raging, raging at God because of some of the stuff that he was exposed to, not for himself, but for others. Why did God allow this and this and this? You know what? I don't have all those answers, and someday when you go back and home, and you, you can ask all that. But I can tell you one thing that I know from having died and had conversations with God is we're going to realize at that point that everything was done for our growth and opportunity. That's it. It was for our growth and opportunity. And we can bitch about it or we can live through it. I don't mean live with it all right already. That isn't powerful. Power is this is what is. What am I going to create? This is the mess I have. What am I going to build? This is the pile of crap that was served up to me this day, this week, this month, this year, this decade, this life. What am I going to build? That's the only question that matters because we don't control the weather. We don't control other people. I don't know if we chose the day and time and place and family of where we came or not. I don't know if that was part of the deal we made. What I do know is that we all have a mission and purpose that we agreed to. You know how I know that? Because when I died and had those conversations with God, that's what I learned. I learned four things. One, you're a divine being. I know that. I saw it. I see it. I know it. Two, you have gifts and talents that you were given to use to accomplish the purpose and mission. That's number three. You have purpose and mission. You not only agreed to, we all did. We're stoked about it. I'm excited. Let me go do that. Then we got the gifts and talents we needed to make that happen. And what I also know is all the help that we need is available. From both sides of, I call it that door, because those conversations took place at a doorway. If you want to know about this, read the book, Meeting God at the Door. Meeting God at the Door. Conversations, choices, and commitments of a near-death experience. Or go to my author page. I'm doing readings from this book on Facebook. Kellen Flukiger author, Kellen Flukiger Books, I think is the name of it. I just started the other day, and I'm going to do the second one tomorrow probably. I'm going to try and do them every day, but with this week and a half of computer mess, I haven't. I skipped a bunch of days. But anyway, that's what we're here for. You can argue with it. You can be mad about it, and you can sit and refuse to participate because one of the rules of this life is that we're free to choose. And when we get done, we will be exactly what we've made out of ourselves because here's the magic secret. Are you ready? It's never the thing. It's our relationship to the thing. The problem is never the thing. It's our relationship to the thing. Now, the thing is 
the circumstance, the good luck, the bad luck, the other person, the weather, the get, I got fired, uh, you know, whatever it is, that's the thing that is. It, that is never the problem. It might be a challenge. It might not be what we wanted. But the what matters is our relationship to that. Do we hate it? Do we rail? Do we bitch? Do we blame? Do we try to cheat? That says who we are. We're a person who tries to cheat. We're a person who gets angry at everything. Okay, you're free to be that. So am I. But it's never the thing. It's our relationship to that that matters. So living without limits requires that we understand what the limits are. And what I know is there are two kinds. There are the kind that is outside of us, which we didn't create from all kinds of things. How we were born, when we were born, poverty, health, wealth, all that stuff. Those aren't the biggest barriers. The biggest barriers are inside. The outside stuff is just the thing. Excuse me. The inside stuff is our relationship to the thing. Now, enough about that. So there's three parts I want to talk about in living without limits. And these aren't just woo-woo things that I'm saying. These are hard-fought, hard-won experiential knowledge that I have. So the first one is unleashing your purpose. Ooh, big word, big thought. Well, that goes back to that thing. We have a mission and purpose. I don't know what yours is, but I know what mine is now, but I haven't always known. That's a discovery I've made after I changed my life when I was 52. I lived with someone else's purpose. I lived with someone else's rules and thoughts and everything that was poured on me, beat into me, given to me, all the way from zero to 52. It led me through dark places and suicide attempts and addictions and all kinds of nonsense. When I was 52, I started the beginning, the trailhead of the path that climbed the hill of growth and started doing the work required so that I could make the most out of this life because I decided to. Yeah, I started late. But that 52 years of experience before that, I wouldn't trade it for anything, even though some of it was brutal Vicious, abusive, unkind. Stuff happens. A lot of it I heaped on my own head, addictions and everything else. A lot of it others heaped on me. Again, it's not the thing, it's my relationship to the thing. So purpose is the first thing I want to talk about. And people say to me often, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know, I don't have a clue. I don't know, I don't know. And then they drop it because it feels hard to get to an answer. Well, your answer... I'll just share mine, and this comes from not only mine, but clients I work with, because I am a coach. My goal is to help you do the stuff you don't believe you can do, to capitalize on your divine potential, your life experience, and your existing skills, and turn that into a magnificent pinnacle of whatever you want it to be. I don't decide your goals. That was one of my big mistakes. I let somebody else tell me what I'm supposed to do and be and think. You decide. You decide. You decide. Now, as I've decided, chosen, picked my purpose for this year, my year starts October 14th, so now three, four weeks ago, today's uh, Veterans Day. No, it isn't. Today's not Veterans Day. Memorial Day. What is it? Veterans Day, November 11th, as I record this, but it's going to be out in a while. But anyway, I've adjusted my purpose a thousand times. I don't know a thousand, at least a hundred, 
refined it, adjusted it, reframed it, said it again, used chat GPT, put in words and phrases and things and, and looked at the output, see if it says it better than I'm thinking it. Because it helps to have a clear definition. That's one of the things about unleashing your purpose. You can't do that if you don't have any idea what you want to do. And so people say, well, I have no idea, so I'm going to give up. Okay, you're free to do that. You're also free to play with it. And here's how. Declare. Make a declaration. Here's, there are several ways that people um, propose to do this, and you can use any of them or none of them. If someone else wrote your obituary right now or your eulogy and they weren't blowing smoke, what would they say about you? Truthfully. If you wrote it and you told the absolute truth, what would you say? Oh, yeah, he's the guy that she's the gal that always, you know, what is the truth about who you are as you act, as you think, as you speak, as you love, as you claw your way to prosperity through the world? Who are you? That is the first declaration. And that is refined over and over again. It doesn't just come all at once. People think, I'm going to go somewhere and I'm going to find a purpose. I'm going to read a book, go to a seminar, go take ayahuasca, and suddenly the universe is going to open. Not true. I'm not saying seminars and books and even ayahuasca retreats, which I have not done, but I have a client that's done 30 or 40, don't, don't do things to you. So does meditation. So does spiritual connection. So does prayer. So does enlightenment. So does lots of things. But you have to take from that and make a choice. This is who I am because I said so. That is the first step. You got to declare it. Then you got to decide, okay, I'm going to unleash it. What that means is I, you make a commitment. I'm going to do this thing. Me, my year starts October 14th, a month ago, and I'm going to help 250 million people this year. That means I'm going to reach through my podcasts and LA Talk Radio and seminars I speak at and books and music every way I can. My intended target that I'm committed to, which means I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there, is 250 million people. Last year I declared 50 and I got to 75. So we're going to do this. And so that's my purpose, because I choose it. That's the key. Make a choice. You're free to adjust it along the way, and you will, I promise. I've adjusted the language, the focus, the, you know, Joy and I have gone back and forth a whole bunch of times. Exactly what should we do here and there? We're holding the challenge next week. By the time you see this, it'll be over, but we're going to do it again in January. It's for coaches. Are you a coach? This for you. Love. Coach sign um em lovecoachsignum.com. Go there. See it. It'll be up even if the challenge is over because we're going to do it again probably in January. <clears throat> That's one of the tools that I use to help people do this. I also have a, <clears throat> a challenge and a process to help people write books, tell their life story, and turn it into a product or service, and figure out how to create a purpose out of it. All that is to help people unleash their purpose. So you're going to change it a whole bunch of times. But you got to start. got to start, got to start, got to start. Uh, part two that I wanted to talk about today is amplify your creativity. Well, if you do these out of order and you got no idea, then amplify your creativity is like just finding a hobby you like and doing it. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
I love music. I've owned a recording studio for 40-plus years. I've recorded tons of people's stuff and lots of my own. I'm still in the process of doing that. I've done two and a half albums in the last three or four years, and I've got one underway right now. I'm just getting ready to release, finish the third song on a third EP for this next album. That's nine that will be off the next album that'll have 15. They tell stories, they have lyrics, and they tell stories from life and struggle and depression and recovery and hope and everything else. Amplify your creativity is fun, but it's impactful when you tie it to your purpose. So you can amplify your creativity and have fun. There's nothing wrong with that. If you want to have an impact, then you tie it to your purpose. Declaring your purposes first always is, always has been, recommitting and everything else. Amplifying your creativity is finding new and fun and powerful ways, joyful ways to do something with it, create with it. Now, there's a million ways. I have a client who's a world-class artist. I have another client who's written 14 books. You know, I've written a bunch also. So one of the things I do is I help people write books. I help them organize their stories into a process called The Story Arc. No surprise, another book you can look at. If writing a book or creating a course to help people with your life experience is something you want to do. Amplifying your creativity starts with knowing that you have it. I can't tell you how many people say, well, I'm just not creative. Nonsense. You're an infinite creator. You were given that gift. Your style and venue and avenue and all the rest of your creativity is going to be uniquely yours, but you have it. Some people work with their hands. My, one of my sons runs a carpentry business, and he loves making exquisite, powerful, custom furniture out of rare woods, different kinds of wood, and he does those, and I've seen some of his stuff. It's astounding. And his standard is perfection, so he works it until it's beautiful. That's a gift. He makes people's lives happy and joyful because he does that. You have a gift. You have many. Your purpose is something you declare. Your creativity is something you use. You can use it for a hobby. You can also use it to amplify and make an impact in your chosen purpose, whatever it is. The third thing we want to talk about today is crushing every goal. Now, we are built as humans to grow and develop. It's in our very natures. We start as toddlers. We grow up. We've stopped growing physically at some point, unless we have some rare condition, which I've heard of, that means you grow forever. Um, But you never stop growing spiritually unless you choose that. You can stunt your own growth. Now, during the period of physical growth, You know, you worry about kids' nutrition and getting enough calories and enough of the right kind of stuff so that their bones can grow and all the stuff that happens. You know, it's teenagers' appetite and they eat a lot. All that kind of stuff's all true. But that's just the body. What about the spirit, the soul, the energy, the essence that is you? You're not your body. You're in your body, but you're not your body. People lose their legs and they're still the same. Their arms are still the same. You're something else. You're the energetic spirit inside. That needs to be fed, nurtured, exercised, and worked out too. Crushing goals implies that you're setting them. Some people say, I don't need to do that. I don't want to set. I don't have any goals. I don't really care. I'm just happy. Okay. 
I'm not trying to tell you need to do something. I'm speaking to those of you who have yearnings, yearnings to make a difference, to make more money, to make an impact, to create joy, not only for you, but for those around you. Nearly everyone I talk to says, I like to help people. We're built that way. So it's not a surprise, but most people are afraid to really go after that and figure out how to serve. You don't have to be. Go to yourultimatelife.ca, www.yourultimatelife.ca, free stuff, okay? And there's many more, my YouTube channel, and there's all kinds of stuff, but start somewhere, start. Set the goals you want, not someone else's. That was my mistake before. I was told, you're supposed to do this, 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 this. Yeah, okay, all right, all right. And so I did, and I was miserable and ruined mine and other people's lives. That's why I have kids that are still estranged. All the drugs and struggles I went through. Not anymore. My goals are clear. I crush them. Not to brag, not to say, I crushed a goal. But because they're the measurement of whatever we're trying to do. I finished that book. Ah, yay. Why? Because I want to help more people with it. Finish those songs. Why? Because I want to help more people with it. Joy wants me to do some meditation music, which I've done before. She wants to create a meditation podcast. Well, that's many more hours in the studio. Gee, that hurts my feelings. I love that. Crushing your goals is possible for you right here, right now, no matter what your history is. I can help you do that. That's part of my work as a coach. I wrote a book about that too, no surprise, called The Results Equation. Live without limits is a phrase that evokes the lucky few. It's not. It's you. If you want it. If you want to see the view from the top of the mountain, you got to get on the trail and start climbing. I can't do that alone, so I needed help. I needed divine help. I needed coaches. I needed people to encourage me and to teach me some things, shortcuts and stuff. I think of coaching as shortcuts, hand-holding, and accountability. My goal is to help you see who you really are. Find those gifts and purposes. Take your life experience and weave that powerful offering. You can live without limits. <clears throat> if you don't, that's on you. Flat, plain, and simple. It's on you. You can't do it alone. If you want help, go get it. And if you fail, get up and do it again. I volunteer to help you want my help, reach out. Let's talk. Got free stuff on my YouTube channel. Got all the books I mentioned and a whole pile more. And yourultimatelife.ca. Yourultimatelife.ca. The CA is because guess what? We're in Canada. I love you. Can't wait to see you, help you, and make your life without limits. I call that your ultimate life. Open your heart in this time around. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is your ultimate life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet on